This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I'm really excited to introduce a very special guest, Justin Wilson. Justin, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm all ready to go, Mark. Okay, it's great to have you here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Justin Wilson is the general manager at Cantrell Motorsports in Bellevue, Washington. He's been racing since his teenage years, and he's worked as a logistics supervisor and support manager for teams and collectors alike. At Cantrell Motorsports, he works with a talented team that provides world-class automotive products, fabrication, service, and trackside support for serious motoring enthusiasts. Their new facility is state-of-the-art and provides customers with full service for European and domestic sports cars. They also support clients with car sales, including pre-sale prep and PPI services. So, Justin, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a few moments and share some more about your history, your business and career, your interests, and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Yeah, sure. It all started back when I was a little kid, right when I started junior high. Basically got into cars. A buddy of mine that I met, his dad was into racing Porsches and all that, and I'd never been around that. And I remember going out to my first race with his dad racing, a really cool old 75 911. I believe it was an RS. Nice. Absolutely. uh, I was hooked from that that day on, and uh, I just remember telling myself, that's going to be me. Someday I'm going to do that. And uh, <laughs> it literally, that never went away. He took us to races all the time. And, of course, back then I, I was too young to drive, so we'd always go for the passenger seat rides and all that. I also got into jet ski racing about that same time. I, I knew I, I got the racing bug, you know, young like that. So I started racing jet skis, did that, you know, professionally for years, had some really good sponsors that helped me along the way. And basically, it turned into shifter cart racing when the shifter carts came out in the early 90s. Oh, fun. Yeah, did that all over the U.S. and had a ton of fun with that. And then kind of during that phase, I met one of my mentors, Dominic Dobson, professional IndyCar racer. Oh, yeah, Dominic's been a guest here on Cars, yeah. Yeah, you know, now he's one of my best friends. So, you know, thanks to Dominic, he kind of got me to that next level in the professional racing. I went to work for him as a crew member. 
and uh, worked with him in the touring car series and the, the NASCAR truck series, and then he retired, and then uh, I, I followed him along to uh, the vintage world. He and I went to work for the Cavalino collection for about five years or so, and basically, you know, I just I just learned everything about cars as much as I could, you know, in the modern day, you know, sports car racing, all the way through the vintage Ferrari world and all that. So uh, it's been a been a fun ride, and I'm still I'm totally hooked here. I am twenty some years later, and first thing I think of when I wake up is cars. <laughs> well, you're one of the <laughs> lucky few, and that's what Car Jazz all about is inspiring right. automotive enthusiasts. And I met you back when you were doing trackside support at the Cavalino and. You were yep. hanging out with Dominic and some really cool cars, and we right. kept running in, into each other at tracks all over the country. And, yeah, definitely you're in the right niche for your passion yeah. and for what you're doing. Now, before we get into some of the questions I'd love to talk about, what got you involved with Cantrell, and what are you doing there? I'm the general manager now at Cantrell Motorsports. I've been here for about a year and a half. When I worked for Dominic, I had some cool Porsches of my own, and when I wasn't traveling, I'd come home on the weekends and take my own cars to the track. And at that time, Cantrell Motorsports was taking care of my cars. So I've known Colin for probably 20 years when, you know, he was going up through the ranks with other companies before he started Cantrell Motorsports. Just hit it off with a guy 20 years ago and loved the way he prepped other people's cars, my cars. He's such a great guy to deal with. And basically uh, started that way. As a general manager there, what are some of the things that you're responsible for? My responsibilities here are just to kind of oversee our facility here in Bellevue, our shop, our transportation portion of the business, which is brand new to us this year, and our trackside support. We've got a, a semi-truck now that we can haul five of our clients' cars to racetracks all over the U.S. and then uh, support them at the track and just take care of any of the needs uh, that might come up while we're there, and literally all they have to do is fly in. So I, I oversee that. That's been kind of my, my big project since I started with Cantrell. This was a dream of mine and Collins years and years ago before I was even in the business with him. So it's uh, been a fun run with him so far. So you guys provide as well as service at your facility. You've got a brand new facility that you've just opened up and put together that yeah. is really fantastic, and I encourage the listeners to check out your website which will be on your show notes page at carsyad.com and check out the pictures because it's a great facility but you also do arrive and drive so a customer can say bring you his car and then say hey i'm going to be racing down in california or on the east coast take my car there i'll show up and he he arrives at the track the car is ready to go he's got a mechanic he jumps in races and then he goes home and you guys clean everything up and uh, fix anything he broke and bring it back home right exactly what we do yeah Um, and our customers love it. It's, we've seen other people do it in the past, but there aren't many people up here in Washington State that do that. So as soon as we kind of put the word out, I mean, it really took off. It took off better than what we had imagined. Oh, fantastic. Um, you know, it's really great to see our clients' faces when they get there, and their car is literally turnkey, ready to go. All they do is they put their driving suit on, they get in their car, and they go out and uh, just have an absolute blast. So. We love seeing that. We've got some great clients. Uh, it's just it's just neat to see them having fun like that and for us to be able to support them like that. Do you guys tend to work on more modern cars rather than vintage cars, or do you do both? The majority of our work, I'd say 90%, 95% is more modern-day sports cars, mm-hmm. European, domestic. I know people always, 
they'll see the pictures on our Facebook page and say, wow, you look like you only work on Porsche. That is not the case. Colin's background is Porsche. My background is Porsche. But we're Audi, we're BMW, we're Mercedes. We do a lot of AMG work. We do uh, tons of Lotus work here. And we've done some really cool Porsche restorations here, like old RSR projects or, you know, Porsche Speedster projects. So Nice. Yeah, the, you know, a handful of our customers do have vintage cars and of course we're not going to we're not going to turn that down cuz they are a lot of fun to be around and work on and we'd love them. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it sounds great. Sounds like you're definitely having fun playing with cars and working hard too, I suspect. So, that's it's a fair. lot of work, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is, but uh you're you're working in your field of passion, so that's the great absolutely. thing. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote, and this is a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Justin, take the wheel. I love this quote, work hard and play hard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I literally live by that every day. We are here at 6.30, 7 o'clock every morning, and literally there are nights where we don't leave here till 9 o'clock. I mean, you know how it is in the racing business. It looks all glamorous, which, you know, there is a lot of glamour, but there is a ton of work involved, tons of hours, literally seven days a week all summer long. You know, that quote is a great quote, and a similar quote was shared with another guest here at Cars, yeah, Max Banks from Alphaholics, and he too is involved in race prep and, and preparing cars and things. How have you incorporated that quote into your business and your life and your passion for cars? Well, I have always had a really strong, good work ethic. I'm all about busting my butt during the day and, and making things happen at work. You know, on the weekends, uh, I have a GT3 cup car that I like to go out and run and, and, and beat up, and I just I play hard, you know, the same on the weekends. <laughs> well, it's always a testament when people, when you know when people are working in their field of passion, is yeah. when they get off work on Friday, they go back to work basically doing the same thing on the weekend as their hobby. Yeah, I laugh every time I'm out in, in my own car. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I, I just did this for the last five days with clients, and now here I am, you know, at the race doing the same exact thing. It's uh, it's literally my life. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> ah, fantastic! You're a fortunate guy, definitely. Yeah. Would you share with us a story that instigated your passion for cars? You talked about how you started uh, your racing jet skis, you're at the track with your friend's dad and so forth, but was there one pivotal moment in your life when you really said, you know what, I am a car guy? Yeah, when I was, you know, in high school, that's literally all I could think about. And, I'm, you know, it was kind of time to start making decisions. Okay, well, what am I going to do? here when I get out of school. What am I going to do with my life? You know, when it comes to that time, you got you to start making decisions quick. I just thought what I had been doing for probably the last five, six years, and it was all, literally, it was all motorsport uh, related. I just remember telling my parents who, uh, you know, my parents were artists and highly educated and all that, and I'm Remember telling them, going, you know what, guys, I'm going a different path here. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for I'm you. I'm going to be a pro race car driver someday. Yeah. That was, that's all I wanted. Uh-huh. You know what? I made it happen. Oh, it's fantastic. So it's all about meeting the right people and the right connections and, you know, just making it happen. Sure. If you want it bad enough. I've heard that my whole life. You know, you hear those inspirational stories. Somebody will say, if you want it bad enough, it'll happen. Well, I'm a true believer because it, it is exactly the way it works. 
It is perseverance, and that's a word that's repeated often here at Cars. Yeah, perseverance, hard work. You just right. stick with it. Keep doing it. Keep finding. You know, pivoting is a great word that commonly right. heard these days and with people and businesses if some you're going down a road one way and it's not working out you take another yeah. fork and go down another road so right i mean i literally i just remember you know going and knocking on doors at shops i will sweep the floors to me i think that's the best when you start out as the the lowest guy on the totem pole and you work your way up to the top i'm a firm believer in that and you know basically that's what i've done yeah so. yeah well you had some Obviously, some great parents that instilled some of those uh, traits in you is show up yep. earlier than the boss and stay later than the boss. And right, exactly. Eventually, yeah. you'll be the boss. So, that's, yep, that's for sure. <laughs> right. So, Justin, what I want to do now is is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and, and crawl under the hood. Something you're not afraid to do. Would you share with us a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced in your career or maybe in your life? But more importantly, share with us how you overcame that situation and what you learned from it. Yeah, there was a time, it was back in 2003, where I was in an incredible job and it was in a racing, it was in the racing industry. And I got a phone call one morning saying, hey, we're laying the entire team off. And it was kind of, uh, um, it wasn't expected. Mm. And I had just purchased a really cool car, kind of financed a lot of money, and I was thinking, hey, I'm, I'm doing good here. Yeah, my career's solid and no worries. Yeah, I just purchased a house. I'm thinking, okay, you know, this is going to be great. And then, boom, mm. get this call. Yeah. Your job is done next week. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. Okay, what am I going to do here? So it was one of those deals where, okay, what have I done in the past? Where can I just go out and make some quick money or at least get by for a while until I can get that next racing job? Mm-hmm. So anyways, you know, I was, I'm pretty handy. And uh, I went out and I just kind of started doing odd jobs for people, painting, you know, carpentry, stuff like that. I kind of had a background in that field. Well, it actually took off. I mean, within a month or two, every place, you know, friend we'd go work on, the neighbors would want work done, and then other people, then it would branch out all over kind of the the east side and all that. And I remember going, wow, I'm not getting any calls from race teams right now needing crew guys. And I thought to myself, okay, well, I'm just going to go get a business license and see where I can take this. And uh, literally 11 years later, we built this business, and it was an incredible, you know, I was a general contractor on the east side in Bellevue area for 11 years, and did really, really well. (laughs) Well, I think in that field of business, construction, if you show up to work on time and do a great job, you will always be employed because so many people in that field do not do that. (laughs) That, You know what? And that's what I would hear on a daily basis. So it it all goes back literally to my parents and that work work ethic that they instilled in me. Literally, you just wake up, you focus on what you're doing, and you're just an honest. You're an honest guy. You can do good in any business you're in. Yeah, yeah. That's just the way. It, that's the way it works. You took an 11 year hiatus from uh, the racing world, but now you're back in it. So that's great to to know. Yeah, you know. Well, I would still. I raced my own cars, you know, as, as my hobby still. But I wanted back in full time every day. In my contracting job, I still wanted back full time. Great story. Had a. Had to turn a bad situation into something that uh, you never even knew that fork in the road was coming. No, uh, but <laughs> but you went down it and turned it into a business, and and right. uh, things turned out great. So that's wonderful. Let's yeah. shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. Would you share a story with me that was a real aha moment in your business or your career 
a time when you realized that, you know what, I think this is really going to work. This is going to make it. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Like I said before, you know, I was calling Cantrell's customer forever. And I, I had owned my own business for, a, you know, a bunch of years. And Cantrell, he had been managing a GT3 cup car team in the IMSA series for a couple of years. And they had a really great transporter and all this. And every time I take my car in for service, that transporter was sitting there after the, you know, after these guys had retired from IMSA, and it's just literally sitting there in the weeds, getting overgrown and all that. And every time I'd go in to call, and I'd be saying, "Hey, man, we uh, we should put something together here with this transporter." You know, I had a vision of doing trackside support and and like branching out of my business and maybe kind of going into something else. And I would always tell him that he was like, "Yeah, you know what? Someday, you know, we should talk about that." And it literally took about two years or so of he and I kind of fumbling around this idea where we actually sat down one day and talked about it. And we made a plan to go to one or two events. And I said, hey, I'll volunteer. I'll do whatever. You know, let's, let's just give it a, a shot. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those other things. We did it a couple times, and literally it took off. People came to us when we were at the track saying, okay, I want on board. How much does it cost? We didn't have any pricing figured out or anything like that, but uh, – you know, we sat down and talked some more, came up with a menu, and here we are today, two years later, making it happen. <laughs> well, what's great about that story and, and something that is, is fun to think about is you were planting seeds in Colin's brain. Yeah. You were just throwing those seeds out there to see which one might germinate, and right. eventually one of those sprouted and took hold, and you guys grabbed that branch as it was growing and, uh, and rode the ride, so that's fantastic. And I follow you on Facebook, and it's fun to... To see the places you're going and, and the cars you guys are running, you can sense the enthusiasm oh, yeah. that's involved with what you guys are up to. That's really fantastic. Right. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. <laughs> what was your proudest career or business moment? Could you share that with me? I think when Colin Cantrell called me up and said, uh, you know, I've interviewed a lot of guys for my general manager position, and I've done a lot of thinking, and I had interviewed with him probably a month prior to that, and he says, well, I made up my mind, and, and, and I'm talking to the guy that I want, and, uh, yeah, I about had a heart attack. I've been <laughs> back in business for so long, and he knew that. Yeah. He gave me that chance, so here I am talking to you today because of him. Oh, fantastic. That's yeah. a great story. Wonderful. Well, <laughs> that, that long friendship and relationship came back around and um, has benefited both of you guys and your customers, so that's fantastic. Yeah. Very lucky. Yeah, absolutely fortunate. But you know what? Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Absolutely. Agree. Let's have a little fun here. What was your first really special car? And could you share maybe a couple memories you had with that vehicle? Oh, yeah. I think, you know, I had a bunch of cars as a kid. But my first really special car was an 89 Porsche 911. It was a Carrera. Silver Anniversary Edition. It was the last of the uh, the old school body style. Yeah, the '89 is great with the G50 yeah. transmissions. Yeah, and it was a uh, one of sixty Silver Anniversary Editions, satin black metallic paint. Just an absolutely incredible car. And I bought it thinking oh, I'll just take it to car shows and just polish it and all that. Well, here I buy this car that <laughs> today is literally a you know, like a museum piece because the values are going through the roof on these cars. Oh, gosh, yeah. What do I do? I go buy racing wheels for it, put a roll bar in it, put Recaro seats in it, (laughs) and go out and just beat it up every weekend at the racetrack, not even realizing what I had at the time. But that was probably my my first special car, you know, for me. I'm I'm a huge 
Porsche 911 fans. That that was definitely the one that I loved a lot. Well, cool. And, yeah, really regret getting rid of too. <laughs> yeah, we all have those, and we'll talk about that next. And that's where seller's remorse, and maybe you just already answered that question, but is, hey. there, is there a vehicle that you did let go that you really, really wish you could have back? Oh, definitely. I mean, that by far, that is the car, because uh, now that I'm in, in this business and we are seeing what is happening to the values of the older 911s today, I mean, that car... For what I sold it for, I could get more than double that today, you know. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. I sold that thing five or six years ago, so it's it's unreal to see that happening. Yeah, so. it's crazy. I have an 89 Turbo, and I've had it for about three years. And Yeah, so you know. It's nuts. <laughs> it was. I almost don't want to drive it anymore. Cause I'm well, that thing, most people are taking their, like their Porsche RS Americas that have full cages and all that, and they're they're stripping all the racing stuff out and putting them back to stock. Nobody wants to drive their cars because the values are going up so, sure. so much. Yeah, so, it's kind of a shame, but we've seen yeah. that happen in the car market in the very high-end field with right. collector cars, Ferraris and Alphas and, and all sorts of things. So these cycles happen and, yep. you know, it's just time to go, go buy a, maybe a cheaper car. You could pick up an SC. Right sure. now, for a pretty good price, the long hoods, of course, have done what the later uh, 80 cars have done, so you can't get into those right now. But right, uh, exactly. Well, cool. Well, I'm sorry that that car is gone, but I'm sure there's another one out there, and it sounds like you're having fun with, with your GT3 anyway. So Absolutely. Having a ton of fun with that thing. <laughs> now, here's a funny question for you. If okay. you, Justin, if you were a car, what kind of car would you be, and more importantly, why? Oh, that's funny you ask. Uh I wouldn't be a car. I'd probably be a, a Ford truck, like an F-350. <laughs> I love it. Like my daily driver. I am, uh, you know what? I'm a trucker at heart. I love trucks. So uh, I'd be a truck because they're hardworking. They can go anywhere. You can go adventure in trucks. You can go, you know, it's just uh, I'm more of a worker kind of kind of guy like that. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love cars, you know, I, I'd have to go with the truck. <laughs> well, that's cool. <laughs> I think that's a great, fair, and honest answer, and I love it when people answer that question honestly as to who they truly are, even though they spend most of their days around exotics or sports cars like you do, really fun, fast cars. That's a great answer. I love it. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) All right, Justin, we're up to the last lap, and you're a racer, and you know what that means. It's time to put the pedal to the metal. The checkered flag is coming, but first, I'm going to fire off a series of questions. And you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you buckle up and ready? I am. All right, Good. here we go. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Learn how to go fast in a slow car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> best advice in the world, and I try to tell my customers that every day. Go buy that slowest 911 over there, and when you can wring that thing's neck, that's when we'll start putting turbos on your cars for you. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. The The YouTube is filled with exotic car crash videos. Yep, Pe- it sure is. People who uh, haven't learned that the throttle goes both ways. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? Yeah, I just think uh, attention to all the details. I'm... I'm super detail-oriented, and I'm just a firm believer on perfection and and proper preparation, things like that, focusing on what I do. Absolutely important in racing, for sure, because you get out there at speed, you want everything working properly and nothing overlooked. Right, exactly. Worst thing is to have a wheel fall off when you're going through a corner. Yeah, that's no fun. (laughs) No, I've been there and done that, finished racing. Yeah, Yeah. it's, (laughs) it's no fun. 
Do you have a resource that you could share with our listeners that you're really fond of? Maybe it's a website or maybe it's a blog you get every day. Well, I'd always, of course, recommend checking out our website, uh, CantrellMotorsport.com. Absolutely. Um, it's a great website. We're, we're actually building it uh, even better at this time. So over the next few months, uh, it, it'll be more informative and kind of show more what we do. And we're going to involve more of the trackside support on there. So uh, our site is really coming along, and I'd love to have people check it out. I'll remind our listeners that we'll post your show notes page and links to all your resources at carsyad.com slash Justin Wilson. And you can go there and find the Cantrell's website page. You guys also have a Facebook page? We do. It's uh, Cantrell Motorsport. Perfect. And we'd love to have people, you know, check us out because we, we basically every every day or every other day, we're always posting projects that we're working on. And you can see the facility. and Yeah, you guys do a great you do a great job with that. I really enjoy following what you guys are doing and seeing all the cool cars. Yeah, that's fantastic. And how about hobbies outside of your passion for cars? Is there anything that you do that's not car-related? Yeah, you know, I like to travel uh, when there's time, and I love to spend time with friends and family. I love to hike and be out in the outdoors and, and just enjoy life away from racing because, you know, as much as we're in it, you burn out easily also. So when I kind of feel that coming on, you know, after say, six months on the road, you know, all summer long. Uh, I know I do like to get out and just be the normal guy with friends and family. And We're both up here in the Northwest, and there's so many great places to go to get out into nature and, and right. to where it's quiet, which is uh, quite a contrast to the racetrack. So It is, and I live out, you know, out in east of the mountain area, you know, in the mountains in North Bend, and uh, it's my little... My little hideaway out there. I love the peace and quiet in the mountains out there. It's very nice, very relaxing. All right, Justin, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy for some people. (laughs) If you could only have one collector car in your garage, and you can't sell this to buy a bunch of other cars with, so that little trick is off the plate. And money's no object. I'm going to buy you whatever you want today. What would that vehicle be? And more importantly, why did you choose it? I will take... A Rothman's Porsche 962. Oh. Yeah. To me, it's, you know, it's the era of racing that I grew up in, and that literally uh, sports car racing is what absolutely reeled me in. And then I remember seeing, you know, going down to Portland when I was a kid and watching the 962s run down there and meeting Derek Bell, Al Holbert, and watching those guys run those cars the greatest thing in the world in my opinion and and i've you know had the chance to drive one and, and be around them I'm, i would be more of a race car collector from that era if i had my choice and mm-hmm. i think that would be my first car for my collection if i could uh have that chance well i've only had the opportunity to sit in one of those you said you got to drive one can you maybe explain what was it like to be driving that car because you need yeah, to sit well, in that thing there's so much around you it's it's a pretty big car yeah absolutely and when you know when you fire up the engine you still you can still hear that 911 sound yes. in there. Mm-hmm. 911 growl and there's just something about porsche racing where they all kind of have that bass sound they all you know you can tell where they all came from you know the history of porsche what was it like on the track give us a ride you know what, when you pull out of the pits and you start grabbing gears and you hear the turbo spool and the acceleration is unbelievable. But then when you go into corners, like, you know, what I love about Porsche is when you're on the throttle and the rear end sucks down to the ground and it gives you so much grip through the corners. But 
the handling and the grip is just unbelievable. You know, mixed with that sound, uh, there's nothing better in my opinion. Well, the whole back of that car is like a giant wing, so it's just exactly. pushing right. down on the back end of that right. thing. It's a beautiful car. They are fantastic. Yeah, they they are they're unbelievable. So that's my first choice. You know, I, I know I could have gone with uh, cool vintage Ferraris that I've worked around before, but you know, Porsche Porsche racing is my passion, so that's where I'd start. That's a perfect place to be. Well, yeah. Justin, you've taken us on a great ride today, and I've I've really enjoyed your stories. It's been fun to get to know you a little better, and want to thank you for sharing your journey with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Would you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that 962? Uh, absolutely. I just, you know what, I, I would just say go with your gut because that's what I've done my entire life. You know, if there's a passion that's out there that you feel like you need to be a part of, just go with your gut and, and I guarantee it'll happen. Make it happen. But your parting advice you share with a another Porsche enthusiast, Magnus Walker, yeah. who was a guest on Cars Yeah just a week ago. And exactly what he said, too, go with your gut. It's served him well, and obviously it has served you well, too. So Absolutely. That's awesome. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and about Cantrell Motorsports? Well, look us up on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, Justin Wilson, uh, CantrellMotorsport.com. And I invite anybody who, who's interested, you know, come to our new facility. I'll, you know, I'll take you for a, a tour. Come visit us at the track. Come hang out in our transporter while we're at the track. You know, just come introduce yourself. We'd love to meet you guys. And I'll remind our listeners, you can find links to these resources at carsyacom slash Justin Wilson. And is your website, do you guys post what tracks you're going to be at during racing seasons? Yeah, our entire schedule is on the website. Okay. And uh, for 2015, that'll be up, uh, that'll be posted here soon. We actually uh, have pretty much finalized all of our 2015 dates as of yesterday so we'll be posting that here shortly once uh, once all the contracts are signed ah great great yeah perfect well justin i want to thank you for being so generous with your time and your expertise today and sharing your experiences with our listeners until we talk again i'll see you down the road thank you so much for having me on mark i really appreciate it it's been great thank you thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at cars yeah Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.